Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Wouldn't it be cool if you and your friends could pull your funds together in order to purchase a blue chip NFT such as a Doodles, a Proof Pass, or something of a lot of value? The easiest way to do this is sending all your funds to one wallet and allowing that one person to make that purchase. Or if you want something a little bit more secure, you can write a simple smart contract to set up a DAO. But what if you don't want to give one person all of that power, all of the funds and the control of the NFT, and you don't have anybody in the group that can write a smart contract? Well, today we'll be discussing a non-code solution to that exact problem. It is called PRISM. So I first learned about PRISM about a month or so ago when the Chibi Labs community had a joint space with them. And being a part of that community and many communities on their list allowed us to mint one of these passes in order to get access to this program. It's a fairly young platform still being developed. However, it is very ambitious and I think it solves a serious problem allowing extreme functionality without having the ability or the need to code, I should say. But just a little bit of background is what exactly is PRISM? Well, according to their About Me page, they say, we turn missions into movements. PRISM gives digital communities Web3 superpowers, allowing them to raise funds on-chain, co-buy digital assets, co-use them, and even co-create them collaboratively. Okay, sounds very interesting. Our world is increasingly connected, yet we feel more distant from our governments and our physical communities. Communities in the corners of the internet have become a hub of like-minded people to connect and rally around a mission. We believe communities are a core atomic unit of the internet that has the potential to amplify impact beyond the sum of its parts. Prism is where communities start their Web3 adventure. We design for the emergence of on-chain investments, clubs, squads, collector DAOs, creators, Web3 guides, etc. Digital communities enable opportunity for entrepreneurs and creatives at the edges who want to organize around the new internet economy. Prism allows for new collaborative models for investing, creation, work, and play. Okay, that sounds like a lot, but it sounds very interesting. What does all of that mean? Well, first of all, what is their mission? It says right here, in summary, which is a little bit more clear than their opening statement because honestly, that sounds like a lot of fluff. However, this is a very cool platform and I just want to open up with that their About Me page, which sort of makes it a little bit unclear as to what they're doing because there's a lot of buzzwords there, a lot of feel-good kumbaya words. So it's sort of like, okay, what exactly are they trying to do? It says, our mission is to help communities leave their mark on society. We envision a world generated by communities. PRISM is enabling a monumental power shift from institutions to grassroots communities. We envision that communities will shape our digital and physical spaces the same way institutions shape our current world. We're bringing the future closer to the present by giving Web3 superpowers that allow communities to have more cultural, social, and economic impact. Now, not to be picky or nitpicking, that is probably one of the most complicated mission statements in Web3. I mean, that sounds great and all, but honestly, after reading that, I'm not exactly sure what they do. And here's a funny thing. Not only did I do my full research on this particular platform, I'm actually excited about it. However, in my intro, when I started speaking about, well, what if you wanted to buy something that instead of pooling all of your funds into one wallet or writing a smart contract, that's what you're able to do with this platform? I think that is a much more clear vision as to what they're trying to do. But again, I know all of this Web3 stuff and people get carried away with mission statements and what have you. I just think it gets lost in that. So for clarity, I would simply say 
allowing complete strangers in order to have these trustless transactions as a group. I think that is what they're trying to accomplish here. And of course, without code. So really, there are two use cases for this, and it comes down to a friend group and a collector DAO. I'm going to explain both of these and really explain how they are, the characteristics of them, setting it up, and what sort of processes that you need to go through in order to make a transaction. Well, for a friend group, which is probably the more common one, especially with the intro that I said, you know, a bunch of friends wanted to purchase a board ape or something that is a lot of value. Maybe one person doesn't have all those things. They don't want to transfer all those things. Well, the friend group is probably the one that you're most likely going to want. This typically consists of two to 20 people between one and five ETH and usually in a high trust relationship. So these are people that you probably know offline or if not offline, you have some sort of social interaction with them, maybe some Zoom meetings. Uh, you've been around the circles in various groups and communities and so forth. Well, this is most likely fitting that sort of mold, not just absolute complete strangers. So a group of friends, how you'd set this thing up is you add the wallets, the ENS domains, or the typical ETH address, the OX, whatever, 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 into the smart contract. And then you're going to add the funds. So each of these participating people will then add their funds. So it will actually show how much is contributed by each of the people that are in this group. And then also you'd set the number of people that are needed to execute a transaction. So for example, if there are five people in this group and you need three signatures or you require three signatures, you'd put three. So in other words, if something's supposed to be purchased, sold or transferred, then you need three people to sign off of it out of five. That could be any number. It could be 20 people in the DAO and you need 10 people to sign off on it or so forth. Really, it could set it up any kind of way. And I say DAO, even though this is technically on paper, a friend group, but it operates as a DAO. So now the purchasing process in order to go out and buy an NFT, let's say that same doodle or whatever it might be that we were talking about before, it's going to directly integrate with OpenSea and they're working on integrating with aggregators and possibly having their own marketplaces and so forth. However, at launch, it was set up and optimized to work with OpenSea. So one of the members of this group is going to make a proposal. So they find the exact NFT that they want, they copy and paste that link directly from OpenSea in the browser into this, click submit, and then it goes out there allowing the other members of the group to sign off on this, approve it. Of course, these transactions and signings and proposals and such is going to take a little bit of gas because this is actually being committed on the blockchain and it's interacting with the smart contract. So once those approvals are set, in the example I used before, you need three out of five signatures. Once those three approve, then it goes through. So that example that I just gave was just to purchase an NFT. However, it's basically the same process for listing an NFT for sale. Let's say one that was already purchased previously or transferred in. In order to list this for sale, you go through the same exact process. Also to cancel a listing or to sell an NFT to the squad. So let's say one of these members wants to sell one of their NFTs that they personally own and they want the squad or this group to purchase that NFT. Well, it's going to be submitted. Then the same process, the three out of the five will have to sign off on it. Then the purchase is going to be made and whoever made that proposal owns that initial NFT. It is going to be transferred to the friend group and the ETH will be transferred to whoever proposed it. So very straightforward. I think that is a very common use case. And I think that'd be a very cool thing in order to get some friends. They might be all over the place working on different time zones, maybe different shifts. Someone's working days, someone working nights in order to just coordinate all that stuff without having to go in group chats and so forth. Just to have this set it up, have everything right there. The proposals could go through, notifications go out and so forth. And then once someone uh, signs off on this, you get the approval number, it goes through. And I think that is just a great way. Not one person is has 
full control of the funds or the NFTs, and it takes a group in order to make this go through. So very unlikely that there's going to be some scamming unless there's major colluding, but for the most part, this is set up to be friends, people that you sort of know, at least to some degree. Now, the second use case of this is what they're calling a collector DAO, and this is going to sound a lot more like your traditional DAO. Characteristics for this is typically 21 to 99 members, and with this, they said usually around 5 to 50 ETH, depending. Of course, it could go much higher than that, but this is the typical characteristics of the people that are using this platform, what this collector DAO will look like. And usually these people aren't just like high school friends. These aren't in real life buddies or anything of that nature. As I said, they might have met in an NFT project. They don't really know each other. They might not be docs to each other and so forth. This is a much more trustless environment. And these are usually going to be used for certain things such as a mission-based DAO or a cause-based DAO, which they're going to be purchasing particular NFTs for some social good element. They're going to be supporting a specific artist or an organization or some sort of community. Like let's say they want to go after just using an example of the hoodlums, right? Since I'm on that team, they'll say, hey, well, this community is supporting kids, so forth and whatnot. So let's go over there and we're going to purchase a bunch of hoodlums, whatever's on the floor, and we're going to make that purchase. So they could use this DAO to make that proposal. And the features that are in there are going to allow them to do certain things, which has a little bit more benefit then the first one that I mentioned, the friends group. And those features include some more high-level accounting, different roles that allow people to do different things. So it's going to have much more of a formal structure, such as signers and voters. So not everybody has to be a signer that is allowed to uh, make these transactions, but they might be able to vote on what is going to take place with the funds. And with that, there's also delegation. So let's say someone has a vote. However, they want to give their vote to someone else that wants to maybe monitor this. They just maybe got into this, funded it, and they want a little bit more hands-off approach, but they trust somebody else that is much more involved, actively managing and communicating with the group. They can delegate their vote in order to go to that person. So when it comes time to vote on something, that person would have two or however many have been delegated to that person in order to make the vote. And there's also a lot more formal fundraising structure. So rather than just sending out a DM or a group chat or whatever it might be saying, hey guys, I see something on the floor. I would like to purchase this. You know, if you want to get into this, just throw in another ETH. Well, with this, there is much more formal fundraising platform and capabilities that you could do with this one. And then, of course, the fun things that everyone absolutely loves, legal and taxes. There's going to be much more support for that. And they're actually working on different things into order, bringing in uh, more features, possibly offering some in-house services or whatever uh, going forward. But right now, it is definitely set up to be much more business friendly than the previously mentioned friend group. And the setup for this one is pretty much the same. The only characteristics that is much more different, I would say, is being able to set the different roles. So as far as a voter or a signer, those are the type of things that have to be put in there. And that is something, another additional step that is not in the friends group. And much more features are supposed to come to that. So as far as setting that up, it's going to be a little bit more intensive. However, still, it is no code solution. And just to give you an example of this, there is the Floorbirds DAO. And if it sounds like the Moonbirds, well, that's because it is. The Floorbirds DAO, their whole goal is to purchase Moonbirds off the floor. And the first one that they did was about six months ago. And this was... Moonbird number 8006, so that's 8,006. And in four days, 29 contributors raised 35 ETH using one of these collector DAOs. And 31.8 ETH was used to purchase that Moonbird number 8006. And about two months later, they purchased 
number 3844 as well. And that one was for 19 ETH. Now, the Moonbirds are significantly down, but at one point they were extremely high, especially right after the mint. I mean, it was just absolutely astronomical. However, now it's back down to earth. The floor is around nine. However, holding strong, it is just one of those quote unquote blue chips. And if a group of people want to get into one of those, well, this whole process could be used to do that. But just looking in the DAO, because remember, this is one of those just regular wallets. So you can actually go to OpenSea or go to Etherscan, see what's in there. And I do see that in addition to those two Moonbirds, they have a handful of other ones. However, they did not purchase those. They were just transferred in there from whoever. So it made me think, I wonder how hard it is for them to hide those particular NFTs. Because as far as how a wallet normally is, you would just go on OpenSea, log in, you'd hit hide, click sign, and that was it. Done. However, with this multiple signatures and what have you, I wonder if that counts as a proposal or is that a special transaction because nothing's really being transferred? Does that require multiple signatures? I don't really know. However, just interesting thought. I would like to check into that, but it's just something I noticed when I was looking through that wallet. But I think this would be a very interesting platform to use with maybe some of my friends who might not necessarily be as tech savvy into all this NFT stuff, but see the value in it. But they just want to contribute, pull their money into it, have everything tracked on one ledger and just be able to say, hey, guys, you all contributed one ETH each. This is what I did with it. Here's the transactions. Here's how it goes. This is how we're going to divide it up. Or this is where our total is at the moment and so forth. So let's say there's 10 people in there. They all put 10 ETH in. So you know that they're 10% share. And let's say... That fund was grown up to 100 ETH, being optimistic, of course. And now you technically know that everyone has a 10 ETH share. Or maybe it's something like a community. So let's say a hoodlum DAO. We just want to say, hey, guys, uh, which community should we support? Which should we go after? Uh, maybe we should buy into certain things and maybe do some collabs. Well, we're going to have a vote open for the next 12 hours. Please feel free to go into the DAO, cast your vote, and then we'll make the purchase by this time tomorrow. You know, that is just an example of some cool things that could go into this. So I would love to know which one of these applications sounds more interesting to you. Would you be more interested in using the friend group or the collector DAO? Please feel free to let me know at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Love to hear your thoughts on this. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.